Hello, everybody. This is Ray Renati. You've reached Green Room on Air. I'm out doing a walk and talk. I'm at the beautiful Windy Hill Trail in Portola Valley. I have to hurry up and get back to my car because it's going to get dark and it's getting cold and foggy here. There's a little microclimate up here in the uh, Santa Cruz Mountains at the top near Skyline Boulevard. And the fog comes in from the ocean and it's actually cold. And when I get back to my down to my car, it'll probably be really warm again. So how y'all doing? I love doing these walk and talks. I need to do do them more. I haven't done one in a long time. I'm using my Apple i iPods or whatever. Not iPods. Earbud things. Ear pods. What the hell are they called? Let me know. Right right into. A green room on air at gmail.com or Ray Renati at gmail.com and tell me what they're called. <laughs> uh, so I am uh, rehearsing for the play Frankenstein, which was done about 11, 12 years ago at the National Theater in London, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. And yeah, he uh, he was great in it, and I'm doing this play at Ohlone College, Ohlone College in Fremont, California. It's a community college. Most of the cast, except for me and one other person, are students at the college. I'm technically a student. I had to be a student to get cast in the show, which is uh, a problem with actors equity union so i thought i'd talk about that since there's been a lot of controversy in recent days uh, over actors equity spurred on mostly by patty lapone's impromptu interview statements about why she decided to leave actors equity and not pay her dues and leave the union and there are a lot of equity actors who are up in arms about her decision. And it was uh, the incorrect perception of the public at large and the media at large that she would not be able to act on stage again because she wasn't a member of the stage actors union called Actors Equity. And they're also the union for professional stage managers. But uh, that's not true. In the United States, you don't have to be the member of a union to work anywhere. It's against the law to force people to join a union. It's been that way for years. And I think even 10 or 15 years ago, they even solidified it more with some new legislation. You can't force anyone to join a union. So, uh, if she wants to work on stage again on Broadway, in Broadway, on Broadway, she will. She will. And all, all they have to do is give her a one-off contract. You know, it'll be a, a guest artist contract. There's all these alternate contracts they can use uh, for somebody like her. There are plenty of people who've acted on Broadway who aren't a member of, this, of Actors Equity. They just get one-off contracts. They're not members. I, I, uh, 
many years ago, I acted in a show at uh, American Musical Theater of San Jose, which was San Jose's only real, real for-profit professional theater company. I'm not sure if they were for-profit, but they're a big deal. And they've gone out of business from because of some terrible management years ago. But uh, Diana DeGarmo, who's a friend of mine now, um, she starred in West Side Story there when I did that. Uh, and I played Shrink and Glad Hand. And uh, she was not a member of Actors' Equity. It was the year after she came in second on American Idol. American Idol. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I'm sure she had a contract. I'm sure, had she, I'm sure she had an equity contract. It was probably just, you know. Also, uh, if you're not a member of equity, you, you have more, and they want you, like you're a star, your name. You have more leeway to negotiate your pay. So, uh, and Patty Lapone knows these things. But that's precisely why a lot of people I know in Actors Equity think it's so terrible that she did this. Well, my opinion, my opinion is I don't care. She can do what she wants. I think she had to pay, I think because her, she made a lot of money, she gets a, a more money than most people on her contracts, I believe. I, I heard something about this, like $300,000 last year acting on Broadway or something. Her dues were higher than everyone else's. I now don't quote me on that, but I think that was one of the things. And people are saying, oh, she just doesn't want to pay. Well, fine. It's, it's her right. She doesn't have to. I mean, if she doesn't think she's going to be acting on stage, which she said, I need a break from this all. She's been doing it for 50 years nonstop. Why should she pay the bill? Seriously. You know, and also she said some things off the cuff that I think are true. She says she's tired of the Disneyfication of Broadway and the creation of an audience who have very limited attention spans and how things have changed and she's not happy about it. And she doesn't like it. And fine. She doesn't have to be a part of it anymore in the sense that she's not going to pay into it. Why is that a problem for people? I don't understand. That's her prerogative. And it should make the union stronger. And that's one of the problems with actors' equity, in my opinion. Is they're so quick to blame others for everything. Believe me, I, I, I've been watching it for years. And they're so quick to jump on any, the most left-wing extreme bandwagons they can find. And I am a liberal. I, I'm registered Democrat. I'm liberal. But I'm telling you, man, I don't, I hate using this word woke, but there is over wokeness. I have no problem with being woke, but believe me, there is over wokeness and actors equity in many ways has hitched its train to over wokeness. <clears throat> They will do whatever they have to do to try to just be accepted and sort of be mediocre. They won't ever take a stance that goes against 
what the most influential members of the union believe. Yeah. That's it. Whoa. I just heard like an animal or something. Maybe it was a tree. Yeah, this is scary out here. I hope I don't run into a mountain lion. Oh boy. Well, that would be fun, kind of. It'd be exciting. I'd have to cut this off so I could take a picture. But, uh, but I wouldn't doubt if I saw some deer. Anyway. Well, that's my thought. Uh, look, don't get me wrong. I, I think that unions are important. And I, I, am, I am so grateful there is a union called Actors' Equity because they have not only helped the members of Actors' Equity over the years to have safe work environments, uh, breaks, you know, and regular hours. Uh, you know, the safety thing is a huge deal. And that's trickled down into all theater, even non-union theater, community theater, because they set the standard, of the, those rules have set the standard and they have trickled down into into all theater, pretty much. Now, that's not to say there aren't unsafe environments and such, but from what I've read, it's way better than before the performing unions existed. That, they took advantage of people like crazy. So that's been great. And I am super grateful to the union because for years I had uh, really good health insurance when I needed it for almost nothing. Uh, I barely had to pay in. I think it was like 150 bucks every three months or something like that. And I had a lot of health issues that I needed taken care of and uh, paid for almost all of it. It was great, you know. And and then you get a, a you get a salary depending on the size of the contract. Most of them in the San Francisco Bay Area aren't very big. But at least you're getting paid something. That's, you know, somewhere above minimum wage. Uh, yeah, so they've done a lot of good. I just... Lately, they've done a couple things. They've done some things I just don't get. I mean, they, they've opened up equity to everybody who's ever been paid a penny for acting. So if you... If you... If you uh, say you're an actor and 10 years ago... You did a community theater play and got paid $50 stipend. You can join Actors' Equity. That's it. And there are people like me, and I'm not the only one, but I spent 15 years accumulating membership points by working at certain theaters so that I could join Actors' Equity. And, it was, and I finally was able to do it. And now anybody can do it. And they're encouraging it. And they went overnight from... You know, to be a professional actor requires skill and training and experience. And that's why we are so proud that our actors have to either be, you know, given a contract because they've shown their abilities in auditions or work at approved theaters and accumulate points so they can learn how to be a professional actor to, oh, no, just be one. Like, overnight, you can just be one. You know, you paid... Uh, Second, spear chucker. Well, I guess I shouldn't have shit. Not spear chucker. Okay, that's a spear carrier. <laughs> spear carrier. Uh, 
in uh, in a production of uh, Richard the Third at the Cappuccino Theater in uh, 1984. Yeah, you can join the union. Come on, they paid you twenty five dollars for gas. Okay, come on. Seriously, overnight. And now, anytime there's any like accusation about racism anywhere in society or whatever, and believe me, I am against racism, but like equity, equity instantaneously sends out letters and emails saying how disgusted they are with what happened in blah 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 a town and blah blah. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. And there's other shit. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. They become highly politicized. Uh, they've over-responded to this to the you know how things have been happening over you know since the uh, George Floyd horror uh, to the point where it just defies logic and then you have somebody like Patty Lapone leaving I'm sure there's other reasons that she left that she didn't even voice maybe some of the ones that I just did so come on actors equity instead of blaming everybody Instead of like saying bad Patty Lapone, let's uh, let's take a look and say, well, maybe maybe there's some truth in what she's saying. Is that possible? Is that possible? Maybe she doesn't see the value. Is that possible? Are you providing value? Is that possible? Or are you just gonna just chastise Patty Lapone? Well, anyway, there's that. There's that. Ah, so beautiful here. What a lucky man I am. I can't believe I'm almost 61 years old. <sighs> I'm starting to get better health-wise. It's frustrating because... You now you can see it on my YouTube channel, The Green Room on Air. You know, at, uh, I had been on a drug for many years that was misprescribed, and I ended up ended up uh, dependent on it. And I was I went through terrible withdrawals for three years, and I had head injuries from car accident and getting assaulted and falling down on my head in martial arts class. And uh, I've had two knee surgeries and severe back problems. And, you know, I, there's so many things I want to do. You know, I have a studio at home, and it's kind of a mess. Uh, I, I just don't have a hell of a lot of energy, although it's starting to come back. Um, but then I got COVID. And uh, so since the head injuries and the drug withdrawals, I've had problems with insomnia, and it finally started getting better. And then I got COVID couple months ago, two, three months ago, when I was actually shooting a commercial down in Los Angeles for Google Cloud, and uh, 
I had a mild case of it because I've been boosted like crazy, you know, and uh, I tested at home. It was positive like three times. And I felt like, you know, I felt like kind of flu kind of like I was going to get a cold or it wasn't bad, but it triggered insomnia worse than ever. And I went through that for the last few weeks while I'm rehearsing for Frankenstein. So it's like all I can do is like to learn my lines and go to rehearsal. And, uh... And I have these lists of things in my head that I want to get done. And I just don't have the energy to do it. But, uh... That's when you have to relinquish your ego. As best you can. And stay in the moment. And know that you're not a human doing, but a human being. I am a human being, not a human doing. It's hard, though, because I have OCD. Man, I have OCD. And, uh... I've had to learn through various therapies how to how to not let OCD overtake your life, <clears throat> and I have, but it's an ongoing job. But when you have OCD and and like when you have OCD, like say around things like disorder, you want things to be ordered. And you don't have the energy to order them. And you, even if you did, you couldn't get it all done perfect anyway. You start having this anxiety about disorder in the universe. And everything's disordered. It's like OCD is freaking weird. <laughs> and then you talk about it, it's kind of funny. But while you're suffering, it ain't funny. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's a form of anxiety. But, uh, you know, everyone has their, their stuff. Everyone has that stuff, something. Human beings are the most amazing animals on this planet and also the most messed up. <clears throat> it's like our complexity allows for too many bugs in the system. <laughs> uh, so my wife is going to go see... Uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show movie tonight. I have to decide if I want to go or not. When I was in high school in the 70s, I went to high school from 73 to 79. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show was a big deal. Almost every thea movie theater, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, Almost every movie theater in the Bay Area, all over our country, on Friday nights would show the Rocky Horror Picture Show at like midnight. And it would be packed. And it was that way for years. And people would bring toast and all kinds of props and uh, because you you had to throw the toast at the screen when he, I think when Brad says let's make a toast or when Frankenfurter does I'm not sure can't remember exactly uh, locals would dress up as 
the characters in the show and go out on the floor in front of the screen and act out the movie, usually really badly. Um, most of them weren't real actors. They were just people who like to imitate. <laughs> oh, God. So ridiculous. It was fun, though. It was fun. I went. I never. It was not something I was super into. I only went like a couple times. I didn't really think. It, I thought it was kind of stupid. But at that time in my life. I started acting when I was a little kid, and then when I was in high school, I didn't because I, I was I, I felt so geeky, so there was no way I was going to do drama. So I be, became you know a su super sportsman. That's all I did was work out. So all this other shit I didn't pay attention to much until after uh when i got into college i started getting to acting again on my own i would do like these one-man shows at church and stuff and act out the gospels and and i realized i i have to be an actor this other stuff was i don't know even even when i was a professional triathlete i saw it more as an artistic form i wasn't so much into the winning although i did like winning but what i enjoyed more was the Psych like I really loved cycling and it felt like an art form to me. I, I don't know how to explain that, but like when you become, when you ride many, many hundreds of miles a month, thousands, uh, you become like one with the bicycle. It's an incredible feeling and it felt like an art form to me, like some kind of performance art for myself. I, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. What else is happening? Well, there's somebody in the news. What is her name? Oh, shoot. Sarah something. She's in 1776. I think she's playing Rutledge. She's in the revival of 1776. Um, playing Rutledge. She's, she's an actor who's run, written a bunch of one-woman shows. She's a Filipino-American. Sarah, I forgot her last name, but... Oh, she's getting all kinds of flack because uh, she's trying to get a lot of uh, publicity by her stating that she only is going to give she only needs to give seventy percent effort in seventeen seventy six because her seventy percent <laughs> is greater than other people's one hundred percent. Woo! Did that cause some problems? Man, there are a lot of people pissed off about that. Me? I think it's funny. It's so obvious to me that she's just trying to jump on the Instagram trail and get more followers and become more of the social media icon, as it were. It's all so freaking subjective anyway. What does it mean to give 70% or 100%? What does, that even, what does that even mean? I mean, tell me. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Jesus, so ridiculous. I mean, like if you're, say you're running a, uh, a race, right? Say you're running a race. Uh, say you're doing the Ironman, Hawaii. Well, you're not going to... You know, you're not going to do like wind sprints on your bicycle and get anaerobic 
which would be a hundred percent, you know, a hundred times during the race because you still got to go run a marathon, okay? And let's compare that to say you're playing uh, Hamlet. Well, you're not going to, in the opening scenes of Hamlet, you're going to do what's necessary to convey a good performance in those scenes, but, you know, you're not going to give the same amount of physical and emotional effort as during the death scenes at the end. So what the hell does it mean? I'm only giving 70%. What the hell? That means nothing. People got pissed. I think even the director of the show... I think it was the director, like he wrote back on, or somebody involved wrote back on social media, just blasting her. It was pretty good though, actually, the writing was like, wow. Now, I think she's pretty scummy for doing this, honestly, but it's so typical these days, right? I mean, people just want attention. They want to get the Instagram followers. They want... The world has become the Truman Show. If you haven't seen that movie, go watch the Truman Show. It'll uh, explain a lot. Starring Jim Carrey, the man with the rubber face. I just saw a video recently of Jim Carrey. uh, The first time he was on Johnny Carson. I don't know if it was the first and only or the first time, but it was very funny, but you can definitely see how he grew over the years it's his skill i'm not sure if johnny invited him up to sit down it didn't seem like it i didn't see johnny do that you know that in those days the myth was that if you're a comedian and you got invited under the johnny carson show the tonight show with johnny carson uh and he didn't invite you to come and sit down your career was over something like that yeah Johnny Carson was great. He's so the good thing about him he was he was funny and congenial and all, but he also sensed his humanity, you know, which uh, which is which is a rare thing. Ah, just pass somebody. They're going up and it's getting dark. She has a flashlight. <clears throat> yeah. All right, folks. That's my walk and talk for the day. That was fun. I'm going to do this a lot more often. I always say that. You know, I do this for fun. I'm glad that some of you listen. I know there's some people out there who listen. They tell me. That makes me feel good. All right, everybody. Until next time, I will see you on the boards. Be good. Take care of each other. Bye-bye.